This internet broadcast tribute to Mieczysław Horzowski was prepared for initial release on June 23rd, 2022. Greetings. This is Terry Noeldow. Mieczysław Horzowski, one of the greatest pianists of all time, and a mentor and a dear friend of mine, I am honored to say, was born on June 23rd, 1892. He lived to be almost 101. He died on May 22nd, 1993. His is indisputably one of the longest, if not the longest, career of any major concert artist. He made his debut at the age of five, and he gave his last public performance at 99 and six months. He played like a god that afternoon. I know, I was in that audience. Mieczo was someone special in oh so many ways. To say that Mieczysław Horzowski was multifaceted is almost an understatement. And there were those contradictions. For instance, he was an ardent mountain climber, but was terribly afraid of water and never learned to swim. He was multilingual and well self-educated and he had a vast repertory as a pianist playing everything from Bach and his predecessors through to Karol Szymanowski and other 20th century composers. My introduction to his artistry occurred when I was 15 going on 16. I was a sophomore at Deerfield Academy and thanks to the marvelous music uh, teacher there, the late great J. Clement Schuler, I had access to what was called the music room. It's a space no longer extant in the basement of the memorial building. It now bears the name of some alumni, and I decline to utter that name. It always will be the memorial building for me. One of the things that I found in the music room was an immense collection of recordings, many 78s, but a really fine collection of early LPs. And there was a 10 LP set on Columbia Masterworks, recordings that were made at the Bach Festival in Prague in France in 1950. The musical event that marked 
Pablo Casals' emergence from self-imposed exile after Franco's, shall we say, reinforcement of his control of Spain. Don Pablo was fervently anti-fascist. One of the artists who participated in that festival was an old friend, someone he had known since 1906. That individual was Mieczysław Horzowski, who first met Casals when he, Mieczo, was 14, and Casals was 29, going on 30. At the Bach Festival in Prague, Horzowski was a recitalist and also participated in the concerti. My introduction to his playing was the recording he made at Prague in the aftermath of that Bach festival of the English suite number 5 in E minor, BWV 810. Prelude, Allemande, Courante, Sarabande, Passepies 1 and 2, and Gigue.
recorded in Prague, France, in the aftermath of the legendary 1950 Bach Festival, a recording made in June of 1950. Mieczysław Wojciechowski at the piano, Johann Sebastian Bach, the English Suite, number five in E minor, BWV 810. And I know there are a few of you who have put up with my broadcasting for nearly 60 years and who may remember that the second passepied from the English Suite number 5 in E minor as played by Mieczysław Orzhovsky was my theme music for one of the radio shows that I did as a student at Princeton University in the late 1960s. At the Prague Festival in 1950, Mieczysław Orzhovsky also appeared as a concerto soloist. He was the keyboard player in the performance of the concerto in A minor for clavier, violin, and flute, BWV 1044. It also was recorded in the aftermath of the festival, and Horzhovsky, of course, was the soloist in that. The other two soloists were Alexander Schneider, violin, and John Wummer, flute. The Prad Festival Orchestra, of course, was conducted by Pablo Casals. The triple concerto, as it is often called, is really an example of Bach the Recycler. The outer movements are adapted from a prelude and fugue in A minor, BWV 894, for keyboard, and the middle movement is a transcription of the central movement from one of the six sonatas for two keyboards and pedal that Johann Sebastian Bach wrote in part for the benefit of his son, Wilhelm Friedemann, as he was learning organ technique. There are those who have argued that this concerto, in fact, this composite, was put together at Bach's instructions by some of his sons and pupils. It's arguable. I don't subscribe to that theory, but... It's immaterial. It's a marvelous listen, and I hope you will agree with me. Once again, the soloists are Mieczysław Orzhovsky, piano, Alexander Schneider, violin, and John Wommer, flute. The Prague Festival Orchestra, of course, is conducted by Don Pablo Casals.
recorded in Prade, France, in June of 1950, shortly after the conclusion of the legendary Bach Festival that marked Pablo Casals' emergence from self-imposed exile. Pablo Casals conducted the Prade Festival Orchestra in that performance of the Triple Concerto, the concerto in A minor for keyboard, violin, and flute, BWV 1044, by Johann Sebastian Bach. The violinist was Alexander Schneider, the charismatic and forceful personality who coaxed Casals out of self-imposed exile. The flutist was John Wummer, then the principal flutist of the Philharmonic Symphony Orchestra of New York, the pianist, the legendary Mieczysław Horzowski, who was born on June 30th, 1892. Even though, in those days, I still had not begun to truly appreciate the joys of Bach played well on a modern piano, I instantly became a fan of Mieczysław Horzowski, and my second encounter with his playing was, ironically enough, the one time he made a recording playing the harpsichord. I was 16, and thanks to the wonderful Esther Duffy, who was the music librarian at the Greenwich Public Library in those days, I had borrowing privileges, which normally you had to be 18 to have. And in the collection, I discovered a recording of the Concerti Grossi Opus 6, the 12 Grand Concertos, Opus 6, as they are described on the original title page, by George Frederick Handel. The recording, four LPs, on United States Columbia, was made by the Bush Chamber Players, under the direction of their founder, the legendary violinist Adolf Bush. Now, what I didn't fully realize at the time is that this Bush Chamber Players was, in large measure, a new ensemble that Adolf Bush put together after he fled Europe because of the Nazis, whom he fervently opposed, and settled in the United States. His brother, Hermann, is the cellist in the concertino. Adolf Bush, of course, is the first violinist. And the second violinist is Ernest Drucker. The continuo, however, is played on the harpsichord by Mieczysław Horzowski. Here is the first concerto, opus 6, number 1, in G major, recorded on January 22, 1946. (laughs) 
Recorded in New York City on January 22nd, 1946. George Frederick Handel, the Grand Concerto, number one in G major, opus six, number one. A historic recording by the reconstituted Bush chamber players under the direction of their founder, Adolf Busch, who also was the first violinist in the concertino. The second violinist was Ernest Drucker. The cellist was Adolf Busch's brother, Hermann. And the continuo was realized on the harpsichord by Mieczysław Horzhovsky. And therein lies a story. Several years after I first heard this recording, thanks to Mrs. Duffy, who, when that set of LPs wore out and was being deaccessioned, quietly handed it to me. I still have those battered LPs. Mieczysław Horzhovsky honored me with appearances on radio shows of mine on the Princeton University radio station, where I really cut my teeth as a broadcaster. And I played one of those concertos. I think it was Opus 6, number 1. And afterwards, he confessed to me that he recorded the continuo in those concertos on the harpsichord as a favor to Adolf Busch, who was his friend, and that, if truth be told, he didn't like the harpsichord. I don't know about you, but as far as I am concerned, you would never guess that from his elegant and warm realization, simple as it is, of the figured bass in that concerto. I first encountered Mieczysław Horzhovsky live in June of 1967 at my first visit to San Juan, Puerto Rico for the Festival Casals de Puerto Rico. Things had arranged themselves in such a way that 
I got to go to the festival for the first time in 1967 and went thrice more. And that was all due to a chance meeting with a family from San Juan who not only knew Pablo Casals well, but also were friends with close friends of my parents. And one thing led to another. In any event, I recall when I received the program listings for the Festival Casals to Puerto Rico for 1967, my disappointment that Mieczysław Horzowski, who I knew was a close friend of Pablo Casals's, was not amongst the performers announced to appear. I'm in San Juan, and one of the events that I was looking forward to was a solo recital by the great Spanish vocalist Teresa Berganza, who was going to be partnered by her husband, Felix Lavia. Well, Senora Braganza took ill and had to cancel. And Mieczysław Horzowski, bless his heart, <coughs> got on the plane and flew down to San Juan. And I think with just one rehearsal with the festival orchestra conducted by his equally close friend, the violinist Alexander Schneider, who was the associate conductor of the festival orchestra and another close friend of Casals's, as you know. Chopin F minor concerto on the second half. On the first half, Wolfgang Amade Mozart, the piano concerto number 27 in B-flat major, Kirchhoffetz Agnes, 595. I already knew Horzhovsky's interpretation of it because I had heard the recording that he had made of it in July of 1951 in Perpignan, France, the one year that the annual Casals Festival was not held in Prague. Here is that recording. The Perpignan Festival Orchestra, of course, is conducted by Pablo Casals. Thank you. 
Recorded in Perpignan, France, in July of 1951. Mieczysław Horzowski, piano soloist, with the Perpignan Festival Orchestra, under the baton of his lifelong friend Pablo Casals. Wolfgang Amade Mozart, the piano concerto number 27 in B flat major, KV 595. At that same Perpignan festival, Mieczysław Horzowski also partnered once more with the Perpignan Festival Orchestra under the direction of Pablo Casals, but this time he wasn't the only soloist. He played the piano obbligato in the concert aria Chio mi scordi di te and Non temer amato bene, Kugelwitz Agnes 505, by Wolfgang Amade Mozart. The soprano in this performance, the great Jenny Turell. Thank you. 
Recorded in Perpignan, France, on July 15th and 16th, 1951. Wolfgang Amade Mozart, the concert, recitative and aria, Chio mi scordi di te, and Non temer amato bene, Kirchhoffetzeichnis number 505. The Perpignan Festival Orchestra, conducted by Pablo Casals, the soprano, the great Jenny Turell, and the piano obbligato, played by the equally great Mieczysław Horzowski, who was born 130 years ago on June 23, 1892. When he went to Puerto Rico to uh, play with Casals at the Festival Casals de Puerto Rico. He always stayed in the house of the family who were also my hosts, although I stayed in a hotel. But I took most of my lunches and dinners with Don Agustin, Doña Ana Maria, and Tati, their daughter, and it was there that I first got to know Mieczysław Horzowski. More about that later. The second year that I went, 1968, Mieczysław was on the program, and he played the piano part in a live performance of Franz Schubert's Trout Quintet. The quintet for piano, violin, viola, cello, and double bass, Deutsch number 647, I think, opus 114, according to the old numbering system. That performance was astonishing. It was unforgettable. Don Pablo was in top form. I always will recall with joy the way he played the big cello uh, quote-unquote solo in the first movement. I just wish that a good recording of that would surface and be made available. As a substitute, however, I want to share with you the second of the two commercial recordings of the Trout Quintet, Deutsch 667, I was wrong, that uh, Mieczysław Horzowski 
made with members of the Budapest Quartet. Joseph Reusmann, violin, Boris Kreut, viola, Misha Schneider, cello. The double bass was played by Julius Levine, who also was the double bassist in that live performance in San Juan in June of 1968.
Franz Schubert, the Quintet for Piano and Strings in A Major, Deutsch 667, fondly known as the Trout Quintet, because the theme of the set of variations that make up the fourth movement is the same melody as the melody for Di Forella, the Trout, one of the most famous of Franz Schubert's leader. In that historic performance, which dates from the early 1960s, the pianist is Mieczysław Orzhovsky, three members of the Budapest String Quartet, Joseph Reuspan, violin, Boris Kreut, viola, Misha Schneider, cello. They're all joined by the great double bass player, Julius Levine. As I said before the recording, I heard Horzhovsky mm-hmm. play that work with Pablo Casals as the cellist in the University Theater in Rio Piedras, Puerto Rico, in June of 1968. An unforgettable evening. Casals, as I said, was in top form. I could still hear him. You'll forgive me, I have no voice left in the first moment. Just wonderful. Just wonderful. And speaking of wonderful, Horzhovsky was a wonderful interpreter of the music of Beethoven. There are not as many recordings of him playing Beethoven as one would hope, but one of them enjoys particular fame. It is a recording that he made in the early 1950s of the 33 variations on a waltz by Anton Diabelli, Opus 120. This is quite a performance of the Diabelli variations, believe me.
If there is a more compelling account of the 33 variations on a waltz by Anton Diabelli, opus 120, by Ludwig van Beethoven, than that, I have yet to hear it. Mieczysław Orzowski, who was born on June 23, 1892, made that recording in the very early 1950s, it was released in 1952. Mecho, I know, was proud of this recording, and he told me a most amusing story. When he was invited to come to Warsaw to be a judge in the annual Chopin competition, one of his fellow judges was a prominent Soviet pianist named Yakov Zak. C-A-K. And Mircea told me that Zak walked up to him, smiled, pointed at him, and said, Dear Belly, Dear Belly, Dear Belly. <laughs> 